Hey everybody, welcome back to Casual Design Chats. I'm Eli, and with me today is Rajan. I'm always here, Eli. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course. <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Eli. We also have a special guest today that I want to introduce. Mubin is a senior product designer. He has over a decade of experience working in the field. He's also mentored over a hundred people getting into their UX careers. We worked together in a, one of the previous roles. He was incredibly impactful in my career as well. And I'm so excited to have him today. Mubin, how's it going? Good, Rajan. How are you? Well, thanks for inviting me, guys. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. It's a pleasure. Yeah, hey, we're super happy to have you. Sweet. So, Eli, you want to introduce the topic? What are we talking about today? Well, today is actually very interesting. We've been discussing over the past couple of weeks about what do we want to bring to the audience. And one thing that keeps coming up is why failing is important. Uh, I think it's a topic that's very close and dear to us in the industry. Um, it, perhaps it's one of those things that isn't talked about enough because there is a certain perception about appearing perfect or appearing good or not um, trying to appear like you actually don't know what you're doing but i think talking about like failure in general and how to uh, evolve from that is uh, very very interesting so yeah that's why we brought mobin today and i being true to the title of this episode we decided not to cut out any of the bloopers i think this is one of those things where like everybody can just chip in and actually mm-hmm. cut that part out because it makes it seem like mobin fails a lot yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say what the bro I, mean, <laughs> I actually do i actually do fail a lot uh, that's why uh, we brought mobin because he yeah. fails a lot <laughs> well, definitely definitely so, um, so yeah. do I actually do that? Mabin, since you're the guest, I'd love to put you in the spotlight and just talking about, mm-hmm. um, you know, at a, as a at a philosophical level, at a general level, why do you think it's important to fail uh, anywhere? Not just in the design world, but just anywhere. Why do you think it's important to fail? I, I mean, that's a that's something that has been twofold for me. One at a personal level. And one, you know, if you look outside, uh, you know, failure, fear of failure is something that is associated with ambiguity, you know, not knowing the results, not having enough proof or data to validate, you know, in in our general lives as well, you know. And I grew up in an environment where, you know, failing was not an option. You had to get the best marks, the best, you had to be the best uh, of the best. So that's something that, you know, took the toll on me um, over the last uh, couple of decades, you know. Uh, this is something that I started to realize when I, you know, started doing UX design. And that's where, you know, uh, I started to see that, you know, uh, I was becoming a perfectionist. And that perfectionist led me to silos and isolations. And and the fear of failure was that, you know, my designs, when I was designing, when I was, you know, trying to solve problems, I was just going in isolation and I was working in silos and I was worried that if I would share my designs to my coworkers, to my teams, you know, I was worried about the feedback. And it's been a personal journey of self-enlightenment for me to embrace failure as a designer and, and, and to be proven wrong. I think that is really critical. You know, as a designer, you know, uh, because perfectionist takes over, uh, we get so much attached to our designs that, you know, we can't uh, bear the fact that we can be wrong. And I think that is where failure really helps us shine as a great designer and to be more humble uh, because it's teamwork. You know, we mm-hmm. are part of a team. 
We are yeah. part of product managers, engineers, uh, stakeholders. And as designers, I've, I've learned that, you know, if you show to them that you are vulnerable and you can make mistakes, uh, people tend to come closer to you. If you are seen as a perfectionist, as a, you know, a ninja designer, and that's going to do everything, people will be very afraid of sharing their feedback and perspective with you. So you need to show them this perspective, this side of you that, hey, we're here together, we're going to fail together. But again, that's a separate conversation of how do you communicate that uh, idea? It's, it's again, something very different. Uh, but yeah, that's something that I would say has been a personal uh, journey for me. Wow, cool. Mabina, I didn't know, like when you work together, this was one of the things you kind of helped me understand better is not being a perfectionist and not mm -hmm. aiming for a perfect, but aiming to get it done. And yeah, let's see how it goes, see what the impact is, what the results are, and we'll iterate. But yeah, mm -hmm. the personal kind of experience and journey you're sharing, I can also relate to that because growing up, it was like the same story for me. I was... Yeah. Honestly, this is kind of personal, but I was never really good at school. The only thing I was good at was design and mm -hmm. messing with computers. So, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm lucky that I found this path that I'm on. And, mm -hmm. yeah, it was the same story. Like, you have to, if you if you fail at anything, it just means you're a failure, failure in everything exactly. in life. And that exactly. was really not good on your well on my mental health when i was little but but you know since since uh, meeting you and just working as a designer i realized about the kind of the growth mindset mm -hmm. yeah why do we think as designers um because i think early on in everyone's career we are afraid to be vulnerable I'm sure we've mm -hmm. all been there. For example, like myself, you know, when I was younger, uh, it's that idea, like you said, Mubin, of a ninja, right? You want to appear like you're mm -hmm. a ninja, you know everything, and like, how dare the stakeholder ask me a exactly. question? And mm -hmm. why do we think that early on in our careers, we all go through this phase? Like, what, What's your thoughts on that? Well, I believe, you know, this is one thing. Um, when I started my career in UX, I didn't have enough resources. Nobody was there to mentor me. Uh, you know, nobody was there to guide me or, you know, tell me what is the right path. Uh, UX was, you know, it's it still is, you know, growing. It's still not uh, accepted across the board. Uh, UX has come a, a long way. But if you go back five, six years ago, you know, UX was, you know, was not taken seriously uh, in, in certain organizations. Uh, the mindset has changed now where UX is, you know, uh, thought of a driving force. Uh, it's, it's part of the business strategy now. You know, you can't have a business strategy where you don't start to think about your, you know, users, your customers and, and how, how that experience will impact other people's lives. So I, I believe, uh, you know, for me, it's, uh, there was, there was nobody to guide us. Uh, and that is something where, you know, we designers and most of us have, you know, I don't know about everybody, but for myself, I transitioned from, you know, web to graphic UI and UX. So it, it was a journey where, you know, in the web world, you're designing these high fidelity templates and mockups in the graphic design world, you're designing these posters, banners, and then you're interacting uh, with different types of stakeholders and clients. But there was no iteration, there was no research in the early days on. And that built my mindset 
in terms of like, oh, you know, and it became, and I became protective of my work and I became attached to my work. Uh, and, and that uh, has made me fall a lot of times and hurt me as a designer because I took everything as my ego. Like, hey, how do you, I mean, he's a, he's just a business owner. How does he know, you know, what color means, what line means, the way I set up things, you know, and, and, and that shuts us down as designers. We just start to get into our own bubble. Like, hey, we know everything. I think that's why, you know, uh, it took uh, a lot of beating uh, uh, and a lot of failures. Uh, but I'm glad that I was able to realize that uh, when, you know, I started to fail a lot. I didn't have any process. I was losing, um, you know, uh, trust in my team. Uh, and that's mm. when I was like, okay, something is wrong somewhere. I need to just figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, even when I went to school for interaction design, they briefly touched on the design process and, you know, how you go from start to end. But a lot of things were kind of left out and just maybe not exactly as Mabin's experience, but I feel like school doesn't exactly teach you the stakeholder management and communication and the collaboration aspect as how it is in reality. That True. and also a great example is design critiques or design reviews. Like starting off in my career, it was like the scariest thing. Like you go there, you show your designs. Um, I likely probably didn't share with anyone uh, starting out because I thought it was like my thing. I'm going to share it when it's fully done. And then your designs just get on, you know, people are like, this is horrible or this oh. is, this is, you know, have you explored this? And I, and I just went, oh shoot, maybe I should have tried those things. So a lot of learnings there as well. Um, and that just school just doesn't teach or tell you. So yeah, agree uh, to Mubin's point, having a mentor, like Mubin was one of my mentors, Eli, you were one of them. Like I learned so much from you guys that school didn't teach and even just working uh, with other people, you don't get that unless you have someone who's been through this. Yeah. And I think a lot of this really boils down to the whole idea of experience, right? Uh, experience is the one thing you cannot beat because you just mentioned about when people are taking a dump on your designs and they're just like, this is crap, or have you thought about this? And I remember mm -hmm. myself shutting down inside and being like, man, mm -hmm. like, who's this guy think he is, right? Or like, exactly. like, 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 I know design. You hired me to be a designer <laughs> and you questioning me? Like, this is my thought process, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I wouldn't verbalize this. Um, but I think as experience goes on, I started realizing personally that people that you work with are not your enemy. Um, they mm -hmm. may come off mm -hmm. sometimes abrasive or crass, but I don't think anyone's intention is to take away your job or to, you know, make you feel worse. It's just, you know, some people are just in the way they communicate is a bit different, but ultimately their mm -hmm. goal really is to get to the same destination. We're all going to the same place. Um, mm -hmm. And then when I changed that way of thinking, I completely relaxed. It was a crazy 180 for me. I stopped caring about how I feel. And I actually started thinking about how do we solve this thing together? And mm -hmm. all of that came with experience and not, it, it wasn't even like anything I did It's just more about the more you do this, the more you keep repeating the same thing or different things in your job, the more you get used to the working world, the workforce, 
you realize that, hey, this is actually a team effort. So I actually, like, I love, in a way, failing now. And I love showing work that I'm, like, I know is going to get crapped on. But I welcome it with open arms. And I'm saying, when I present something, I'm like, hey, this is completely rough. This is a mess. And it's probably not well thought out at all. But let's look at this together. Let's see what everyone's thoughts are and figure it out. And that approach, I don't know. It just, it makes me deliver better work than it used to so mm -hmm. i just want to add that's that's an amazing thought you know that's that's great because you know as designers uh one thing that helped me move towards this mindset was you know uh, design thinking oh, yeah. you know stay embrace ambiguity and stay optimistic that sentence in itself tells you a lot you know, and, you know, when you, I'm sure all of us have gone through the same process. When we kick off a new project, there's so much ambiguity. We don't know even if you're on the right track, right? And that's where, you know, the failure creep, the failure uh, mindset starts to come in. So so it, I, I believe it's part of the process as well as you start working. And once you embrace the concept of failing fast, it's not just about failing. It's about failing fast, right? It's failing quickly as well and learning from your mistakes also have to take your team on board right how do you help them embrace that mindset i think that has been something that i've been fascinated by with my uh, uh, journey is that you know uh, when you're working with stakeholders like product owners like you know executives and engineers and you have to also uh, make them understand why failing is uh, critical because they're also coming through the same process. Hey, we don't want to fail, right? So, so I think it has to be part of a process. And as designers, it's a responsibility to you know go in and 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 change the mindset as well. I think that's also part of designers' uh, journey as well. Super cool. Yeah. Can we shift gears of, and I still want to talk about failing as well too but i'm very interested about failing at a larger level so mm -hmm. when we fail as designers and we iterate uh, i think that's great right but when we let's say are making large bets on something and you know we're working with product and we're, we're gonna bet that we're gonna do this thing and that's what's going to give us revenue xyz but let's say mm -hmm. that bet fails um how do we deal with that? Like we learn from it, of course, but like it, it fails horribly, it fails financially. And like, no, we were responsible directly for it failing. So mm -hmm. what are your thoughts or experiences on that? So, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a loaded question uh, because uh, you know, when you, so there, there could be different reasons of failure. I, you know, if you are launching a product from scratch, right. Uh, there are a lot of, uh, you know, unknowns, uh, if we have done, uh, if we've taken through the process, uh, I mean, if there was a mindset of doing, you know, research, discovery, validation, you know, collaboration across teams, making sure that we're designing the right thing by involving engineers up front, you know, understanding the technology constraints. When you start involving uh, your stakeholders from the from top down, you know, uh, that failure uh, becomes a shared responsibility. And I'm sure uh, you know, if that process was taken through and uh, we involved our customers and we did usability and we, you know, were able to validate our hypothesis and make that collective decision and go in and also try to understand what were the metrics that we are all trying to measure and, and what was the primary goal of the project. In that case, you know, uh, there's always going to be a chance of failure, but it depends 
you know, uh, if we were not able to meet our goals at all, you know, uh, that is something uh, where, you know, we have to go back and do a retro. So what happened, actually? Where did we fail? And that helps teams understand and learn and get better in the next iteration. But I believe, you know, in my experience where, you know, definitely you're, you're not always hitting the primary goals, right? You're, you're never going to do that. Uh, you're always building uh, the minimum viable product uh, based on what is possible. The vision in the beginning is totally different of what gets built at the end, right? And things change. Uh, resource, we are resource uh, constrained. We are time constrained. Scope changes. And that's where designers have to come in and try to work very closely with product uh, engineering and stakeholders to make sure that, you know, we're all moving towards the same end goal. I think failure also, uh, failure like this also happens when stakeholders are not involved, you know, throughout the process. And they, that can uh, be catastrophic for a project as well, where they can come in at a very later stage and, and shift gears. And that can also cause uh, a lot of uh, demotivation for the team as well. So I think as designers, our job is to make sure that we, you know, communicate early on and consistently throughout the process. And that also mitigates uh, the level of failure that can happen. Uh, but again, there's no guarantee that you're going to you know, come out successfully, but there is a guarantee that you're going to learn from that process. You're going to minimize the risks associated with that project. And that, I, I believe that's a win. You know, Maybe you were mm -hmm. going to fail 100%, but because you went through the design process uh, and you had that failure mindset, maybe you reduced that uh, risk from 100 to 80% or 70%. Exactly. That's, that's, yeah. that's a big win. And Part of the design process is also evaluating your work. Like you, we do research, exactly. we do usability testing to reduce risk as much as possible. And when it comes to actually shipping something, it's I, I love the point that you mentioned experimentation and you know doing that and going with that mindset um, because we at the end of the day we don't know how this will impact whether positively or negatively we can only try to prevent it from our research and the way we ship it whether it's a b testing or only shipping a um, an update to a small percentage of the users um, that's that's been super valuable as well mm -hmm. super cool i see a few kind of takeaways from this chat so involving stakeholders early on and pretty much throughout the process, not being afraid to receive feedback, learning from failures, iterating, that's the nature of our work, and ultimately experimenting, being a scientist, um, having a hypothesis, using data to design and test and learn from that. Um, anything else you guys think is really important for people to take away from this? I'll just add, uh, you know, as failure is an incredibly powerful tool for learning. So you will never get it right on the first time. That's one thing we should all believe in. And that helps us go towards the next point. That failure is part of the process. It's part of the design process. It's part of the problem solving process. It's part of the design thinking process. And failure is a powerful tool for learning. The whole point of failing uh, is so you can learn from your mistakes. Don't think of it as failing. Think of it as you said, it's an experiment and that your hypothesis just needs to be adjusted. As you keep failing, you start learning, you start gathering data, qualitative, quantitative, 
you start applying that data to your hypothesis and you start to look, you know, that it gets refined every time. So it's an understanding that none of all of them are going to work. You know, it's not like, you know, you everything is going to work. You're not wasting time and resource and energy, you know, uh, that, you know, that, that's the whole point. And as we seek to solve uh, big problems, we're bound to fail. There's no guarantee that we're not going to fail. But if you adopt the right mindset, we'll inevitably learn something from the failure. So that's what I would say uh, mm -hmm. as part of this. Exactly. Wow. That was a gold mine of, of information and wealth of knowledge that Mubin just shared with us. Uh, I hope, Eli, you're taking notes, right? Oh, I've been writing this down this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but at the risk of uh, sounding cliche, this, you know, this is that famous Michael Jordan quote, right? He says, and I'm mm -hmm. probably going to butcher it, that, but essentially he's missed something like 10,000 shots in his career. He's lost like 500 games. Um, he's failed over and over. And that is exactly why he succeeds, right? And mm -hmm. this is the best ball player in the world. So, Point is, you got to fail. You can't win. You can never be perfect. Um, and failing is part of the process, and you will never get away from it. So, to all the people starting out in the industry or continuing the industry, if you feel like you're having imposter syndrome or you feel like you're just not good enough or whatever it may be because you're not delivering, that's okay. Just keep trying. Honestly, it sounds cliche, but you just got to keep trying, got to keep grinding. And that's how you succeed, right? As long as you just don't give up. Yeah, persistence. Yep. Yeah. Well, this has been a very insightful conversation. Well, Bean, thank you so much for joining us today and just bringing your wealth of knowledge and wisdom. Uh, we'd love to see you on the podcast again. We know you're super busy. All of us are. But this is one of those things that I think keeps us going, having these conversations. So, yeah, just to wrap it up today, it was about failing and why it's important. I think we've learned a lot. And uh once again, I'm Eli and Rajan and Hey hey. Yeah. Gotta redo the outro <laughs> again. Can you do that part? Can you redo the outro, Rajan? Just of course. reduce. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, this was this was an incredible episode. I loved the conversation. Moving anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Thank you for inviting me. You know, uh, it's just amazing to talk to, you know, design, a designer mindset, right? Because I believe we designers have a responsibility of, you know, uh, making the world better uh, by our way of thinking and by also injecting your way of thinking. I know I'm sounding biased because, you know, if if you are able to, you know, build trust uh, within your team where you have a very close relationship with product engineering, your stakeholders, uh, I'm sure we'll all see that this mindset can create uh, amazing products for people out there and actually create an impact. The, the impact does not need to be the biggest innovation that happens in the world, right? You could do smaller, you know, small innovations. So I believe, you know, uh, I'll just end it by, you know, to people who are hearing, like, you know, and, and are trying to get into the world of design or, you know, check out um, this book by Tom Kelly, uh, and David Kelly, Creative Confidence, you know, and it's, it tells you all about the design thinking mindsets. And that book actually helped me think differently about who I am and what should I be and how should I start thinking about my work. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. Well, thank you once again for inviting me. It was, it's an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Well, this was another episode of Casual Design Chats. This is Rajan and Eli. We'll see you next time. Take care.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. I almost pressed leave because I felt like this was a meeting. I was almost like hung up. I'm like, wait, guys, I'm out of here. I gotta go to the next meeting. Uh, <laughs> Such an instinct, like.